0: There are so many episodes that I can't wait to make for Welcome to Olympia, but other projects and mainly parenting in this time of COVID have really limited what I can get done. So I'm gonna take a few months and focus on those other things. One of those things is my audio biography service, Keepsake Audio. I started Keepsake Audio about three years ago. The idea is to preserve someone's life history in their own words and stories. I spend hours interviewing the person and then distill those interviews into a 45- to 60-minute biography that could be passed down for generations. One of the earliest proponents of this business was a woman named Joyce Chiquin. Her son, Randall, a friend of mine, commissioned me to make a biography of her. It was my first one. Joyce was super supportive. She let me share her story to help other people understand what an audiobiography could be. Joyce died earlier this year. Today, I wanted to share one of my favorite chapters from her biography. It's the story of how she met her husband, a traveling salesman in a black Packard. The year is 1948. The place, Billings, Montana.
1: A, a cousin and a girlfriend and I lived in Billings, Montana. We rented one room and one bed because <clears throat> none of us had any money. So we all three slept in a double bed. And... um the cousin worked at a place called the Belknap Grill in Billings. was real popular at that time. And she was a really good waitress, made really good tips and everything. So these three guys came in, and uh, they were traveling salesmen. And uh, so they talked to my cousin, who was waiting on them or serving them, and um, they said, well, do you have any friends? And we could all go out on a you know a date together tonight so she called the house we didn't have our own phones but the landlady let us take took calls for us and she said can you come down this guys want to take us on blind dates and so I was you know pretty spunky and I said sure and walked down probably nine ten blocks because we had no transportation and met him and that's how I met him Bill wasn't very tall my girlfriend was tall so her blind date was Bill the short guy and my blind date was Thomas who was tall and slender and I'm short so we kept looking at each other and I said well this isn't right I said no, you go with Thomas to my friend my tall friend and I'll go with Bill because we're more you know same height than that's what uh, drew me to him. <laughs>
0: Tuesday evening, September 7th, 1948. Dearest Joyce, quite a ways from buildings already. Monday, when we left Miles City, we went to Glendale, Montana, and worked there that evening. Plus, happened, he
1: was very good-looking, and he was he was charming. Oh, my goodness, on, he was so, was so charming. Time and time I, I, I mean, heard he heard. could just, you know, sell a house in the desert if uh, need be, but... Uh, he, was, he had a lot of personality.
0: Suppose you're back to work at the bank now. Still wish you wouldn't have gone back to that job and had come on here instead. Being with you so much last weekend and Monday has spoiled me. I'm so lonesome for you now that I can hardly keep my mind on my business. Keep thinking about us. How nice our married life will be. Wishing that we were already married. How nice and interesting our future years together shall prove to be always dreaming about you as mom and me as pop with our little consequences, four of them by the way.
1: The third date we got married, (laughs) I think I wanted to get married and I was not, you know, a sexual toy. So I think we both decided we wanted to get married because he was Catholic and I was Catholic and we, we decided we had a lot in common. His father had just died My father had died uh, a couple years earlier. So something, a spark maybe, just brought us together. He had a black Packard and black Packards was just kind of the ultimate in those days. I mean, it was big and it was black and it was kinda, you know, limousine style, I guess. And so I was so impressed because, you know, I didn't have nothing, I didn't even have a bicycle. I never had a bicycle. And I was just terribly impressed and then he told me he said, you know, we have a big home in Sioux City, Iowa, and, and he said we have a swimming pool in the backyard and we have this and that and oh god, I thought this is this is this is my dream come true. You know, good-looking guy, traveling salesman, lots of money, black Packard, swimming pool. And so I that was it for me. I never will forget when I called her to tell her I was eloping with my with the stranger that I had been with 3 times. I was 18, I was over 18, and it was a terrible, hard phone call to tell your mother you're marrying, you know, who you're marrying. Well, someone I don't know. I mean, that's how, you know, innocent and and stupid, I guess, I was. So anyway, she said, your whole life I've taught you right, and what's wrong? She said, I've taught you everything I know, and it's up to you what you do. And that's it. It was kind of cold. She didn't beg me not to. She didn't say good luck, you know, but <clears throat> I can understand why because uh my decision was terrible. um She grew to like him a lot uh I think she liked him better than she liked me, but um, he was a happy go lucky guy, and she liked that. eloping it wasn't easy we had to drive to Kansas from uh, Iowa and so the uh, uh, some friends two friends and uh, he and I drove to Kansas and we got married the next day there was no no ceremony or any. I think it was over in two minutes it was in the judges chambers (laughs) we had we had no clothes or nothing we were in the same clothes we had the day before because we traveled all night to get to a state that would allow us to have a, a wedding, a marriage without a blood test, and Kansas did, so that's why we ended up there, and um, <laughs> and the judges said, "I pronounce your man and wife," and that was it. After the uh, marriage, I know we had ten cents between the four of us. We had no food, no nothing, so we bought two ice cream cones, and the couple that was with us shared one and Bill and I shared another. Later on when we moved to Mild City and I think I was pregnant with the first child, we had our marriage blessed and so I was forgiven in that case. So anyway, when I arrived in, uh, in the Sioux City, I eventually got to see his home. And it was an old house, it was very big, it was quite run down. Uh, and I said, "Well, where's the swimming pool?" Well, <laughs> everything that he told me it, it wasn't quite right. <laughs> we swam, went in the backyard, and there's this little pond, and it was it was dry, and it was full of leaves and litter. And uh, he said, "Well, this is it." He said, "But it's uh, there's no water in it." <laughs> and I thought, "Well, well, even if there was." I don't think I'd be in a, a, you know, a dirt hole. Well, anyway, it turned out, of course, we laughed about everything. And the Black Packard wasn't his, of course. It belonged to the, to the uh, uh, owner of the crew that went around uh, town after town selling magazines. So, you know, that marriage didn't have a... Didn't have a there wasn't one thing, you know, uh, except uh, we both loved each other.
0: Joyce Shaquin died in March. She was 89. If you want to hear the rest of Joyce's story, or you want to learn how you can commission your own, go to keepsakeaudio.com. Joyce was really active at her local senior center. It was the hub of her social life in her later years. It's hard to imagine how she'd be enduring the pandemic right now. And yet seniors all over are doing just that. Here in Olympia, the local nonprofit Senior Services for South Sound is offering assistance. Director Skye Meyer tells me they know many seniors are just struggling to maintain their quality of life. So their services include expanded meals on wheels delivery, shopping for essentials, delivery of books, movies, and puzzles, a pen pal program, and a phone pal program. All adults over the age of 60 are eligible, regardless of income and all services are free of charge. Sky tells me they know they're not reaching everyone who needs the help, so if you know a senior in need, or you'd like to volunteer, reach out to Senior Services for South Sound at 360-586-6181. That's extension 136. I'll also have links at welcometoolympia.com. You may remember that I've been collecting short bits of audio from listeners Describing their time during this pandemic. I've received a handful, including some from as far away as Texas, but I feel like I haven't quite reached a critical mass yet. So if you meant to send a recording my way and you haven't yet, please do. I'll make something with these eventually. If you have story ideas or just want to drop a note, you can hit the contact button at WelcomeToOlympia.com. Okay, this was kind of an odd way to end this season, but these are odd times. Stay safe, I'll be back with episodes as soon as I can.